Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up to the left, oh, blocked by James, LeBron James with the rejection. Portland has three timeouts left, the Lakers have two, Bryant to Shaq! Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Welcome to this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network post-Christmas. Uh, hope everyone had a great time with their friends and family and loved ones. Extravaganza. So, <laughs> extravaganza. Uh, so I am Tim Daniel, angrily watching the Bulls game while we record. Um, but, <laughs> so if you see me... Uh, you can't, you hold on, some... listen. You, you can't be mad by now, man. Like... Like you, I can't when like, you're losing to the Rockets, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's true, but I mean, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say. I can't even. I can't even justify that one. <laughs> I can't justify that one. But it's all right. Uh, it's just Ben and I tonight. So Ben Brown here with me. Uh, how you doing, man? Hope Christmas was great. I have to ask real quick because I noticed looking at some of your photos. Um, is your son getting into vinyl now? Because if he is. He has some friends here at the 40 Minutes Basketball Network that can help him look for a lot of cool stuff. Hey, man. Um, he actually went record shopping this morning before practice um, at Half Price Books, and then they went to Barnes & Noble, found a good Kid Mad City on vinyl today. Mm. So he was he was stoked not about Not easy that. to find. We, no, it's not. He was, he was super pumped. Uh, we got him several uh, vinyls for Christmas. Um, we got him uh, Jay Cole the off season. We got him uh, Thriller, um, and then his aunt got him a couple other ones. So yeah, he's getting into the vinyl game. We also got him uh, a record player, so he's he's super stoked about that. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely getting to the vinyl game. You didn't just get him a record player; you got him a Crosley. I did. Yeah. Very nice. Very very nice. Yeah. Well, I, I figure you know. I mean, if you're if you're getting into the if you're getting into that game, you might as well go big. Um, and he, I mean, he's mentioned a record player probably since the summer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was definitely, definitely stoked about, about it and, and finding records and going record shopping and all that stuff. So anytime we go anywhere, like he, he sees records, like we were in target one day and of course they sell records back there in their little spot. And he was, I mean, he yep. was digging through those. So yeah, it's definitely become a little bit of a passion project for him for sure. That's great, man. So yeah, Sean and I, we go record shopping quite a bit, some different shops in the city. So he's welcome to join anytime you guys would like him to. Uh, oh yeah. So it's a oh, lot of fun. He'll be stoked about that. Yeah. So uh, before we do get started with today's show, we do have some fun topics for tonight. Uh, I did want to make mention, if you saw on our Twitter account earlier, tomorrow's a big day for 48 Minutes Basketball Network. As you know, so doing all of our coverage of Division One basketball, uh, you know, all the places we've traveled to work games, uh, we took another big step as tomorrow, Ben Brown will be making his debut uh, covering the Fort Wayne Mad Ants playing the Maine Celtics at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse at 1230 Eastern. So if you're in the area and need something to do while you're on Christmas break, go check out a G League game at the Pacers Arena. So Ben, obviously, I know you're stoked as a Pacers fan to get to work that, get to work that arena, but Getting to work the G League, we're going to talk a little bit about the showcase last week and how much fun that was. Uh, man, really cool. I'm really excited for you. I'm very jealous that I can't get to it just yet. I will make sure I get to a G League game uh, in the oh, near yeah. future. Um, but, you know, baby on the way. Got to be safe. Uh, but I I'm, I know you're going to kill it. So, Yeah, man, I'm super stoked. My, uh, Me and the, the dude, the man, Ryan uh, Luster, are going up. Uh, we're going to work the game tomorrow. Super excited. Uh, get to see some, uh, hopefully some future Pacers. Um, you know, there's, there's some dudes we're kind of hyped up about, you know, Terry Taylor, actually, you know, he was an all, uh, we're going to talk about showcase, but he was an all G league showcase guy, uh, put up 46, one game. Um, and then 30, he had a really good showcase week. Um, um, and then traveling queen is also other guys on the way that, that uh that's playing well for 
for the Mad Ants and, and they're leading their division. I mean, they're 12 and six right now. So uh, we're going to go get a chance to see good basketball, cover good basketball. Uh, and so far and, and working with the Mad Ants, they've been really cool uh, working with us and, and, and uh, you know, making sure that we're squared away and they've been, they've been really cool about everything that's been going on. So yeah, we're super excited. Um, I, we're going up on tomorrow and then, uh, I believe Odellis Ferellis and Lester will be making a return trip on uh, Thursday. So yep. we'll have two cool games covered. And I, hold on, we got one in the middle too, dude, uh, Wednesday in, in Cleveland, correct? Yeah, our good pal Neil Meyer, who works with us in front office news, he's going up on Wednesday to check out the charge and see Isaiah Mobley, uh, all showcase team, brother of Evan Mobley of the Cavaliers, mm-hmm. um, get to get some get some minutes there as well. They actually just play at the Wolfenstein center in Cleveland state in downtown Cleveland. So he doesn't get to work the queue. So cool. Just the queue. The queue is just my, my favorite arena. That's not Madison yeah. square garden. It's, it's so neat to see a game there. Yeah, man. It, it, um, it'll still be, like you said, it'll still be a cool experience. Um, like you said, not the queue, which queue is, is a pretty dope place to see a game. If you, if you live in that area, you haven't been to a, a Cavaliers game. Um, it, it's a pretty pretty dope arena to watch a game in. So, um, yeah, it, it all the same though. Those guys are going to have a great time up there and and uh, covering covering Cleveland there. It'll be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, like 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 Ben said. Um, so, uh, if you checked out the G League showcase last week, it was on a few different channels. Um, for those who don't know what this is, it's a really really neat thing that you know the NBA is discussing this idea of doing an in season tournament. And the G League has kind of done a little bit to give them a, what it could look like with the showcase where every team goes to Las Vegas for a week and everyone plays. It feels kind of like AAU conference tournament-ish where it's like, okay, you're going to play three or four games. You don't know what time you're going to play the, 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 you know, after your first game. It uh, just depends on how everything shakes out with the, with, the, with the tournament. It's really neat. So they do this every season for a week before Christmas. And this year... Uh, the finals was the Ontario Clippers and the Windy City Bulls. Brandon Boston Jr., who has had some time with the Clippers, former Kentucky draft pick, former top five player in the country uh, in yes. high school, um, goes out and is on all showcase and gets the MVP of the showcase as well. Uh, obviously, it was, you know, really was the best player in Vegas from everything we've read. Has a lot of talent. He's a really good player. And I think when people kind of look at the G League, they kind of have a tendency to say it's, you know, the guys who aren't good enough to be in the NBA. And that's not always true. A lot of it is a lot of circumstances where, you know, you look at the Pacers right now with Terry Taylor. He's first team all G League. He may not be NBA ready yet, but even if he is, if he's on the Pacers organization. How many guards do they have right now who are playing really well? You know, where do they have a spot for him? So that's right. kind of the situation for him. So yeah. Trey Mann's obviously a first-round draft pick, so he's getting some time to get some reps as OKC is developing their young guys. Uh, it's never like – there definitely are guys who probably aren't at that level, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of guys who are just waiting for a roster spot to open down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, a thousand percent, dude. These guys um, are for sure um, – I mean, if not top tier – Second tier is really good. I mean, like this, this isn't scrub basketball. Like these, these dudes are legit. Like they, they, uh, like Kenny Lofton Jr. You know, Terry, like all these dudes are legit basketball players. And sometimes it's just about opportunity and, and roster spots. Um, it's not like it's not like these guys couldn't play in the NBA. Just right now is just not a good time because they're maybe their rosters are heavy guard heavy, or they're forward heavy, or they just don't have slots for them. But make no mistake. These these dudes right here uh, are legit. They're legit players. They're good players. And I mean, it's it's a uh, and it's a who's who. I mean, like you said, you you Brandon Boston's a guy who's the top five player in the country at one point, um, and you, and you get a chance to watch him and and do his thing. And and these guys have the opportunity to do this. And the, the cool thing about the G League is that uh, like it's not like they're playing lower competition and it's not like they're playing um, uh, like not superior talent. They're all getting opportunities to get better. Um, You know, when they sent Wiseman down from golden state, like we talked about that before, like it's not because he's a bad player. Some of these guys just need pro reps. Some of these guys just need pro opportunities and, the G League is that is that's their opportunity. So it, it's it's good basketball. It's fun to watch. 
uh, and these guys are getting opportunities because at some point they're going to be in the league. Most of them, I would say. Yeah, I think Brandon Boston just was in a weird situation. That COVID year mm-hmm. in Kentucky cost him so mm-hmm. much. Um, I always thought he was yep. a really good player. And I, I hope he gets to catch on. You know, it's not the Clippers, hopefully somewhere. He gets to kind of show what he can do uh, because this was a lot of fun. So uh, let's mm-hmm. kind of get real quick to move forward. For, um, like I said, check out us tomorrow uh, to get all the G League coverage from Fort Wayne. It's going to be really neat. But let's move forward to Christmas Day basketball. And for the second consecutive year, Ben, just not a lot of fun. Um, you know, other than these two dunks that we have here on the screen of Jason Tatum and Aaron Gordon, the games weren't necessarily great. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought Philly, New York was pretty fun for a while. Then Philly kind of put the put their foot on the gas pedal. Yeah. And Joel Embiid did Joel Embiid yeah. things. Um, I think yeah. I, okay. Are you there, buddy? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Christmas Christmas Day basketball is just um it's just kind of lost its luster. Like I, and it's not like like I get excited about watching the games. Um and I get excited about uh you know some of the matchups, but I think sometimes it's I think it's almost like a flex thing. Like like sometimes I think you need to flex matchups. Or sometimes you need to like you can need to play it by ear before you start putting teams on Christmas Day. Like, you know, like I know uh, there are a ton of Laker fan. Lakers have a big fan base, um, and they actually started. They played well for the first half, but like once you know, once Dallas started hitting shots, like that that game was a bore fest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Luca's you know Luca's doing Luca things. Tim Hardaway Jr. got hot. Um, you know, they started hitting shots and that was it. Like the Lakers had no rebuttal for that. So that game became a blowout. Um, the Boston Milwaukee game surprisingly became a blowout. Um, but to your point, Tim, uh, Boston's only job in life is just to outscore the other team. Like they're like, yep, they're like defense. Yeah. Like we'll score and we'll win by, and we'll win by 30. Like, like, you know, is, is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. But I mean, I mean, they took the Milwaukee team that is a pretty good Milwaukee team and beat them by twenty something. And I mean, it wasn't even like the game in itself was was kind of a a bore. Like, yeah, Boston just kind of had control, you know. Um, So I mean, I don't know. I think there's several things that they could do to help the Christmas Day. One, uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton uh, brought up the point like they need to bring back the Christmas Day jerseys. Yep. Like I think the Christmas Day jerseys is part of part of that where it to me I, I know it seems like it's small and insignificant but to me like it just made the game feel more special like that's a yeah, special jersey for a special day and those guys are getting that like it's it's a you know I think the NBA players think it's a privilege for them to play on Christmas Day um, so bringing those jersey back um, I think there's just so like like I said flexing games. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying you have to to switch the whole schedule around, but I'm sh- I'm sure that you could flex teams into that spot where it's like, okay, um, maybe it's maybe it's um, you know Denver and Utah or Denver, and I know they're they're trying to do different rivalries and different things, and the Lakers are a big market, but but I don't know what other well, what other thirteen what other. Th- uh, what are they? Thirteenth in the standings. Like, why are they playing on Christmas? Like, yeah, like today, for example, Brooklyn and Cleveland are playing. Yeah, um, you can't. You don't. You you know. You have a situation where and the game's not very good right now. You know. No, don't get me wrong. But, right, right, right. but you know, if you're like, uh, do I want to watch LeBron play by himself, basically against the Mavericks, or do I want to see Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland try to stop this Nets win streak? You're right. Would going... I, would, I would. Yes, a 1000%. Yeah, and so like I think in that circumstance, especially cuz there are nothing there everyone's off Christmas Eve uh, mm-hmm. in the NBA. I think that like that's that's what the route they should go. But Yeah. Yeah, you know like I'm also going to make mention since you talked about them particularly. I'm done scheduling any conversations about the Lakers on this show. Um, you know, we'll we'll 
we'll make mention if they will yeah. make mention if they make a transaction. We'll we'll yeah. make mention of like LeBron chasing this uh, chasing Kareem's record, and yeah. we'll probably do something cool when it comes to LeBron breaking the record when he gets yeah. close. Maybe doing some live watchalongs and stuff like that. But there's no there's there's no need. There's no need for this. Uh, there's no need for us to no. schedule like every podcast is talking about the same thing with them. It's well, uh, now that Davis is hurt, he's got to do everything by himself at 38 years old. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he does. Correct. And we don't need to have that same conversation every week. It's just not no. necessary. No one wants to hear it anymore. Um, so I'm just not going to waste time or I waste our limited recording time every week to have five to 10 minutes to talk about what's going on with them because it's just not worth it. Hey, listen, you get a thumbs up for me, dude. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I a thousand percent agree. There are way too many good NBA basketball teams to, to yeah. sit here and waste time on, which like you said, LeBron breaking the scoring record, any kind of stuff like that. Like, like I, I'm cool with that, but like, like they're just not very good. Like so, they're not. I, you're. I agree. People, pe- people make full segments about them, and and they're terrible. Yeah. So and it's like when it's like they're not going to make any moves to because they don't want to rush in any win now situations. Like when what now? When what? What are you winning? Right. Like right. okay. Yeah. So you know, and look, Westbrook Westbrook has not played bad in his new role. I'm not going to go say that by any means, but they are still strapped for a negative player and it has ruined everything for them. And look, Howard Beck had a great article about how they, the Lakers have really wasted this year from LeBron where he's 38 years old. And if this team's better, he's probably an MVP candidate and that's it. All right. So yes, I know that him and AD said they wanted Westbrook. I'm sure they had no idea it'd be this bad, but they told, you know, everything that's reported is that they told him, yes, they will make moves to win. He's 38 years old. We don't know how many more years he has left in this league. He does say he wants to play until about, you know, 2047, um, which I'm say, not going to doubt. I, but. I, I will say that, like, like I will say that, it, it, barring injury, um, like, I I think he could play to, like, 44. Yeah. Go for like, Brady. No joke. He's, he's 38 now and doing things still when he was 28. Like, <laughs> I, like you know. I, I would I would assume that he's got a prime uh, prime years. I think he's got probably two or three, um, and then he's got another two or three on top of that. So that put him at at forty four. Yeah, I think if I'm them, I'm just making moves at the deadline to more just clear roster space because I know I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere. You have a decent free agent class coming up. You know, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine both have interest in potentially playing for the Lakers. That's been reported. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna wait till then. But Ben, um, that's enough about them. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, I like your idea. I really like your idea about you know they should look at flexing games. Like you know, if you look at tonight, the Pelicans and the Pacers are playing, and the Pacers have been up and down obviously because they're really young, but. I would much yeah. rather see that game on Christmas Day. I want to watch Zion versus Tyrese Halliburton. Shut up, Wally Zerbiak. You suck. Um, yeah, idiot. <laughs> and uh, I I want to watch, you know, like I said, Cleveland. I want to watch Mitchell versus Durant. I think that would be a lot more fun than a lot of the games we got yesterday. Like, even Denver-Phoenix mm-hmm. isn't, like, a matchup where I'm like, oh, man, you know, the Joker. I got to no. watch them. Like, Aaron Gordon's dunk was freaking awesome. but It was. But they're not must-watch TV. Like, like as much as I like Jokic, like I don't, I don't cut on basketball games because man, I, I just love watching Nikolai Jokic play basketball. Like, like I would much rather watch a watch a Donovan Mitchell or or somebody like that. That you know, like even Kevin Durant. Like I would much rather watch those guys play. Um, even though, like, that's not a knock on you because he's just, to me, awesome. like, he just does basic stuff really well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's you know, obviously so. incredible. Like, he's yeah, he's incredible. That's not not. He's not it's, exciting it's like, at all. Right. It's like it's lightweight, like Tim Duncanish. Like, like he's like he does everything really well. But I'm like, I you know, I don't I don't know if that's something you want to watch for for that long. You know what I mean? Like, consistently on a on a. Um, you know, consistently on a uh, Christmas day, 
Like you want you want players that are signing your your Zion Williamson's, you know, all these guys that you all these guys that you're trying to promote and make better. Like like I love Jason Tatum being on there. I really thought that Boston Bucks game would be a really good game. Like you got Giannis, you got Tatum. Like like those guys are great, but you know I, I just think there's just a lot of young talent out there that they could flex into those spots um, and, and make those games a little bit more entertaining. So uh, if you're checking out the chat real quick, uh, Derpy501, one of our good friends who follows the show every week, shout out, uh, said that the pace LeBron's at, he could potentially be looking at February 11th against the Warriors, which is a national TV game, being the day he breaks the record. So with the pace he's on right now, it looks like that could be a possibility. So that's something to keep an eye on, but that's all we're going to get out of the Lakers. Um, (laughs) I do want to talk about... Something that came out, you know, just before Christmas Day game started yesterday because, you know, this guy just must not have had enough attention for him of late. But Woj comes out and reports that 76ers James Harden is seriously considering a return to Houston in free agency in July if he decides against the new deal with the Sixers. So obviously there's the big thing if he decides against the new deal with the Sixers. So, Ben, I got to ask because we know um, James Harden's um, interests, uh, one could say. Uh, do you think it's because yes. Philadelphia's uh, clubs are just not as as nice as Houston's? <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I was like, strip clubs and wings. That's why he's going <laughs> back to Houston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Philadelphia was like, and wings. That's Philadelphia's like, bro, you got to get in shape. And he was like, yeah. This sucks. He's like, why would I do that when I can go down here to Houston and, you know, live it up, live it up, do what I do? Um, no, that wouldn't shock me, man. I honestly, um, James Harden might be the only guy. He might be the only guy I know, like in the NBA that I feel like could really care less about winning a championship. Like, I, I, and that's not being, I'm not trying to be, I'm not saying he's not a competitor. I'm not saying this, that, and the other, but I am like, you, you, you never, like, you never hear him like, man. I'm grinding for a ring. I'm this. I'm that. Me and Joel, we're gonna do this. We're we're making it to this. like he's just. I don't know if he's just not that guy, but like you just never you never get that from him. Like like yeah. I always feel like to me, and this is just my personal opinion. I always feel like he's just looking out for number one. Like I'll get Hell my points. Yeah, he I'll, I'll I'll get my points. I'll get my assist. Like. You know, I'll get my triple doubles. I'll do whatever. Uh, if we win, great. If not, eh, I'm still making what thirty-five mil, forty mil a year. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm living my life. I dress in ridiculous outfits. Like I, I'm, I get to do what I'm doing. If we win, it's a bonus. If if we lose, it's eh, you know, it's either like take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Like I, that's kind of feel I get from him, and I. You know, that, I could be completely off base, but, like, I don't ever remember him, you know, making a statement like, yeah, man, this year, me and Embiid, we're going for a ring. I've been working all summer. I've been doing this. Like, he may not just be that guy, but I never get that feel from him. I never get the feel like he's chasing after a ring. Right. He's, like, like most players, like, even, like, even, like, just your run-of-the-mill player, um, you know – Take like a Cameron Payne. Like Cameron Payne's not a great player, but if you ever listen to his interviews, like he respects his team, he respects the greatness of like Booker and Paul. He understands his role. He's working. To, he's like they're always like, yeah, man, we're we're working together. We're gonna make mis- We're gonna you know learn from the mistakes from our our previous loss, and we're gonna we're gonna go back and we're grinding to get a championship. That's what we're working for. You're like. Okay, like Cameron playing just a spot spot role player. Like he he does his job, does whatever he's supposed to do. Or or like Tatum and Brown. Like you listen to an interview from them. Hey man, like getting to the finals was great. We, you know, I Jason was like, I know I collapsed. I know I didn't do what I was supposed to do. You know, this year it's about, you know, getting back to where we were. We want to win a championship for Boston, blah, blah, blah. Like you hear that from them guys. Like I don't yeah. I never get that feel from James Harden. I think the funny thing, too, is going to be like, let's say this actually happens, right? Let's just forecast into the future. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green 
is also one that likes to shoot a lot of shots. Yes. So what is this going to be like? Well, all the things we made the jokes about Westbrook and Harden when they got back together in Houston. Is this going to be like mm. the real thing of like the Jackie Moon? Like I pass you the ball, you pass me the ball. I pass you the ball, you pass me the ball. Like, mm-hmm. or is it just going to be like whoever has the ball and takes it down the court, like in the fourth grade, like in like when like eight year olds are playing basketball and no one gets back after the bucket on the inbound. Every all six, all five kids are sitting there waiting for the yep. inbound pass so they can go down and chuck it up. It's going to oh, be yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's exactly what whoever touches it, whoever's touching it last when the shot clock's at 14 seconds or below, they're like, Yep, it's my shot. My yep. turn. Let's roll. <laughs> it's, this is not to like mock, like disrespect Jalen Green. Like, he is tremendous. Um, oh, a no, lot of absolutely. fun to watch, but you know, he's got some Harden in him, he's got some James Harden in him. So, he's got a lot of James Harden in him. Absolutely. Must be that, must be that whole Adidas thing. I don't know, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. It for sure, man. But it's uh it's gonna be interesting. I think I don't see it happening. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I think Philly is just a really good situation for him. If he wants to win. If he wants to win. Right. And that's the and that's the key. Like, is winning important to him or is him being the man more important to him and him being in a spot where he's, you know, where he's the guy or, or supposedly the guy, is that more important to him or is trying to win a championship in Philadelphia? Is that what, which one, which one will weigh out and which one will win? I see Derpy here is uh, trying to break some 48 minutes rules by asking goat debates. Uh, my guy, we don't do we this don't do because people get their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the insight. I appreciate the question. But we just don't go down that rabbit hole because it never ends nicely. It never does. Never, never. Ever does. Yeah, never does. <laughs> um, so Josh isn't here tonight, obviously, but he has been bringing something up in our group text that's been really fascinating. <laughs> hey, man, you're not supposed to know. We just <laughs> we yeah. we did it once. Everyone got mad at us, so we just were like, we uh, we'll stay away. We'll stay away. Yeah. That one, yeah, that one got pretty fire pretty quick because people people are really sensitive about who their goat is. They take that yeah. they take that conversation very seriously. So we try to just steer clear. We're we we keep it real. I'll do the who's your wrestling goat debate because um, I'll take Ooh. Bret Hart to the bank. But Ooh. yeah, that's that's probably yeah, a whole different a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Josh has brought up something that's been really kind of fascinating. We've kind of talked a little about obviously the Warriors have not been what we thought they would. They've battled injuries. Uh, some of these, some things just have not worked out. But um, right now, the Warriors are thirteen and two at home and three and fifteen on the road, counting the loss to Brooklyn and the win on Christmas against Memphis. Uh, they are getting pretty close to what the Chicago Bulls in two thousand one, two thousand two did. Who are twenty-seven and fourteen at home and three and thirty-eight on the road? Um, I think we can both go ahead and attest at this point: the Warriors are not are going to win another road game, so they're not going to tie the Bulls. Um, yeah. Wow, three and thirty-eight, dude. That's that's you got to try. Yeah, you really got to try hard to lose all those. That's brutal. They were tanking Jeez. for Jay Will. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That was no, that was that was Yao. That was the Yao draft. So that was Yao, wasn't it? Man, Yao would have looked really wow. weird in a Bulls jersey. Because yeah, they had the number yeah. two pick and got Jay Will. Yeah, that would have looked odd. But this is really interesting to me because uh, obviously last night they have a great game where they just destroy Memphis and take them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of see the, the Clay Thompson post game was incredible. Sean told me about. It. I didn't see it live, but I watched it today. Um, <laughs> was cracking up when he said uh, that you can't talk about a dynasty if you've never won anything. And hey. That's facts. That's facts. Facts. Yeah. But it is a really interesting dynamic. I mean, they were just on the road in Brooklyn on Thursday, and Brooklyn scored 91 points and a half. And a half, yep. And that was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. That, that, that Brooklyn, that, I mean – the Brooklyn game was kind of a like I mean Brooklyn couldn't miss. I didn't watch the game, but just going back and seeing some of the clips from 
the highlights. Like Brooklyn couldn't miss, and, and Golden State just didn't play very well, which has been kind of the case for them. Like, yeah, like, like unless they're motivated or inspired, like they don't play particularly well. Like last night, they played well because they wanted to they wanted to shut Memphis up. So like you could definitely tell they were playing on a different level. Um, and you could tell that those guys were playing with some energy. Um, so you, you, it was a, just a little bit different. Um, and we'll get, I'm going to get to a point here in a second about, uh, NBA and rivalries really quick, because I, I think, I think we're starting to see some new, like old school, new school, like it, it's, it's kind of neat, but back to while Golden you're State. doing that. Um, I had to make mention real quick. Like I said, I'm watching the Bulls game while we record. Um, the Bulls were down like 14 at the end of the first quarter. They just took the lead to go into half, and Zach Levine hit a buzzer beating three at half at the, at the half. It was pretty cool. Oh, oh that's yeah. dope. Yeah, very well, happy I mean, for my pal. I was gonna say, I, I, I'm glad you feel better because you know it is the Rockets. So I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. When you got it, when you got a battle from behind to beat the Rockets. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. I get it. Like, you know, I, I I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, I, I think that I think Golden State is searching for inspiration right now. I think they're a team where, um, you know, they've won four championships together. That group has won four championships together, and I really think that they're they're at a crossroads, um, where it, it's I don't know if it's lack of motivation, but I it might be it, it may be a little bit of like preservation I, I i'm not really sure but but you can definitely tell like they like they get up for some games like they play like crap some games like it's 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 a weird dynamic that they have right now going and and like and i don't know if it's because they are they're at the end not i'm always at the end of their dynasty but they're they are on the tail end of their journey of this great run that they've had so I don't know if it's finding motivation for those games. And I don't know if it's finding motivations for this season because now your leader is out with a separated shoulder. Um, Clay's still trying to work himself back in. You know, Draymond, you know, Draymond's not the same Draymond. Um, I mean, he he is, but he's not. Um, right. Jordan Poole, actually, you've seen him kind of step up a little bit uh, in the absence of Curry, and he's, he's hitting some shots and, and doing some things. Um, so they're kind of in a transition, which is weird. Um, it's kind of weird and clunky, and I think they're trying to figure all of that out um, because of the fact that, like, you know, you're just, um, you know, you've got the Jordan Pool thing and, and all this other stuff. So I don't know. I think they're just trying to figure it all out. It's just weird, and, and they're coming to the end of this run, and, and it's just – you just always get the feeling, though, that, you know, Steve Kerr at some point will figure it out and those guys will figure it out and they'll be in it at the end. Yeah, I just I I think they're just bored in the regular season, especially because it's see, yeah, absolutely, especially because it's before the All-Star break. Yep. Um, And they're like, look, you know, post All-Star break, we're going to we're going to come out. And we're going to, you know, do what we do. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, I just kind of feel. You can't ever count them out. Maybe this is their quote unquote last dance, but uh, we'll see, man. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out, but I still believe they're really good. I still believe they're going to make something happen. So what do you say? Hold on. So knowing the NBA and how close to the media, like Curry, they'll find a way. Stupid. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) True Cavs fan. Derpy, true Cavs fan. (laughs) True Cavs fan, so I respect it. I love it. I, I love the Cavs. So get this. Uh, yeah. um, talk about Christmas gifts. So as you know, being a Bulls fan, um, always enjoyed watching the Cavs. You know, the LeBron run was always, was a lot of fun for me. So um, my wife's family's in Cleveland, so I'll, I went up for a game last year. Had a had a blast. Like we talked about earlier, the queue is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a present in the mail from my aunt and uncle in law, um, and they're awesome. Love them. And they sent my daughter a Cavs onesie. Not only did they send her a Cavs onesie, they sent it for 12 months. So they knew. They knew. Oh, yeah. Which, respect. Um, but awesome. I was telling my wife, I said, you know, I root for the Bulls. They're not very good. I watched the Lakers. They suck. 
Um, so if our daughter wants to be a cast fan and wants to like enjoy this, what's about to happen for them, I'm okay with this. And I will join along with her. And no one can tell me otherwise because I have family in Cleveland. I can claim them now. So Heck yeah, you can. I'm wearing my Johnny Gargano hoodie right now. So I am feeling the vibes from the land. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Johnny <laughs> Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling. For love of God, get him a match yes. on television again soon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> nah. um, so we got got away from this with everything going on. Um, but our final segment we do every week, I want to do, like I said, called the Full Court Heave, where we just kind of have an open-ended conversation about uh, different topics each and every week. Uh, so Sean was supposed to be the one in charge, but he, you know, we had had a chance to get everyone together uh, with the holidays and every and then fam- some family stuff. But I wanted to kind of go and deep dive into this because the NBA in this century has been super good, you know, especially since the mid 2000s. Uh, I mean, you know, since like 2010 on, it's just been great. But I wanted to kind of talk about uh, some of our favorite teams in the 2000s who have won the NBA championship. And uh, the my system messed up really bad when I was making the slides for each of our picks. So we'll just kind of discuss them here. Um, but I want to go ahead and I'll start first. Um, I went with the 2006 Miami Heat for my favorite team to win the title in this time frame, Ben. Yeah. And the reason I picked them was that that was kind of it was kind of like two ships sailing like across the past each other uh, um, where Shaquille O'Neal was kind of becoming like realizing he wasn't diesel. He wasn't the big fella anymore. He was kind of coming more of like an extremely good role player. And Dwayne Wade was just skyrocketing to stardom. And, you know, their first year they lose to the, to the Pistons in the Eastern conference finals. And Ben, you know, the next year they get them back. And then they go and beat, um, then they go and beat Dallas in the championship when they're down uh-huh. 2-0. And just kind of that whole, like, when Pat Riley takes over as the coach swagger of, um, like, guys, like, we're going back to Dallas. You're only packing one suit because we're not going back there. We're not coming back to Miami for another game. We're ending this. And they did. And what Wade was just able to do that series was so freaking fun. And they were tremendous. And not to mention the role players on that team. So like Udonis Haslam back when he played basketball and didn't just wear a uniform. It was really good for them. Gary Payton just had this one last hoorah of like, I'm going to tap into who I am. And was great sharing point guard minutes with Jason Williams. And then mm-hmm. Antoine Walker's kind of being there to hit some, hit some much needed shots for them. Um, Michael Doliak was like making was playing, was playing minutes James for them. Posey was James Posey, Posey was great for them there. Shout out mm-hmm. Xavier James Posey. Um, so I picked that team. I thought they were tremendously fun. Seeing like it was my first time really seeing like Wade be, just become like the guy and really kind of cement yeah. himself as the Miami. Like when you think of the Miami Heat, you think of Dwayne Wade. Um, well, it was Wade County, right? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, when all that stuff started coming. Yeah, so I just had so much fun watching that team. Uh, when they won that finals, I was really excited. You and I are both huge Shaquille O'Neal fans. Um, obviously, I named my dog after him. So this is pretty cool, man. I, I really, really, really liked watching that team, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. That that Heat team was good, like you said. I, I'm, I'll always be a Shaq fan, um, but watching, watching him kind of – well, not really – I mean, yeah. I mean, he did take a backseat to Dwayne Wade, um, but he was still Shaq. I mean, he was he was still legit. Um, but to watch Dwayne Wade, uh, like his his playoff runs per, and like he was twenty eight. I think he was twenty eight, uh, almost six and six in the playoffs. Dwayne Wade was, which mm-hmm. is inc- was was incredible. Um, and and he just did some amazing things. Like I said, that's when it that's when you started getting the Wade County and 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 like it was his team and all the things that he was able to do. So um, you know, that that was legit. And I forgot, I forgot that Stan Van Gundy was their coach. And then and then oh, Pat yeah, yeah, Riley. Yeah. Then Pat Riley took over, right? Yeah. Um, like Stan Van Gundy started that season as their coach. And then Stan Pat Riley like- just and then Pat Riley took over it. Yeah. And then the next year was when they had to immediately break it up. Um, have you seen on HBO Max, they have the Shaq documentary? 
where it's like a four I have, part. I've not seen it yet, but but, okay. I, but I definitely definitely saw it. So Wade's obviously interviewed about that Heat team, and he's like, "Yeah, we were built for one year. That's it." He's like, <laughs> "I remember." We go to ring night and we collect our rings and we look across the court and we're warming up to play the Bulls and they're obviously just way better than us because everyone's all uh, older. He's like, and mm-hmm. we, I just knew we were in trouble. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But, you know, Shaq kind of talks a lot about in that, like, he showed up, he pulled Wade aside instead of being like, you answer to me, I'm the big fella, this is mine. He went, I'm going to show you, I'm going to make you a superstar. And we're going to win a title and exactly what they did. So Mm -hmm. he said that when he handed Wade the finals MVP trophy, he whispered in his ear, I told you I'd make you a superstar. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, I dug that. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So you picked, I'll actually like give you, you picked the 2006-2007 San Antonio Spurs, uh, a team who beat LeBron in his first finals with that broken team that he somehow carried to a championship series. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked this team. Um, and I mean, not, I mean, they weren't any, there was nothing, anything spectacular about them. Uh, one, I mean, I'm a huge, uh, you know, I'm a huge Tim Duncan guy. Like I said, he's, he's, he was the big fundamental, uh, <laughs> as Shaq would name him. But the dude was he was incredible. Like he he was like to me just one of just one of the all time greats. Um, and then you had Coach Pop, which is also one of my all time favorites, just because um, I like people that have a system and believe in their system, no matter what's going on or or who's on their roster. Like you're gonna do things their way. Um, it's kind of almost like the it's kind of it's like the Miami Heat, like. Like that, yeah. that heat culture, the Spurs have that culture as well. Um, you know, you haven't seen it recently just because they 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 haven't had the roster fulfill it. But um, but yeah, like just just the way he was able to take that team um, and you had like a young Manu, uh, a young Tony Parker, um, like those guys kind of started to develop and start taking those um, taking those leadership roles. Um, I think Manu was maybe three or four years in the league. And then, and then I think Parker was maybe like four or five. Um, Duncan was close to 10 years in the league then. Uh, but he also had guys like Bruce Bowen, uh, who was a, was a dude that just locked down on defense. Big shot Bob was on that team. Um, you know, Brent Barry, who played a good role on that team. Um, so there, there were just different guys on that squad that I, that I liked and, and, um, and they were able to just do things their way. Now, granted, that Cavaliers team was was not the best Cavaliers team uh, to ever be assembled. But you know, you had a young upstart LeBron who was you know playing out of his mind, um, and, and he carried a roster. You know, he carried a roster of of also rants to the finals. Uh, so they didn't beat the best team, but I really liked that team just because you you had those that big three of the Spurs. Uh, and it was just one of those coach pop teams that was tough physical and they played really good defense. Yeah. I think another cool thing about that team is it's the first title without David Robinson. Cause he retired the year before he retired. Uh, no, before, he retired. Yeah. yeah. Or was it when they won their last title in Oh five? I mean, uh, I think he. Oh, oh three. Yeah, you're right. It was you're 03. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the last one in Oh three. I think he, he went out of, I believe. Yeah, he went out. I know he went out on top. Yeah, he yeah, did. So, yep. So that was cool. Yeah, um, so. you know, the kind of the the, the beginning of uh, the post D Rob area. I mean era. Yep. So I love. I, I really like that Spurs team too. I am very, very high on Tim Duncan's career, and I feel like anytime we have these conversations about great players, he doesn't really come up as often as he should, yeah. and that really annoys me. So. I'm team Tim Duncan for life, man. I'm right there with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Ben and so Josh and Sean aren't here, but they did submit uh two teams as well. They each submitted a team as well. Um Derpy mentioned them in the chat earlier. The 2003-2004 Pistons was a team that was a team that Josh picked. Obviously, everyone remembers they beat the Super Lakers and ended the Kobe and Shaq relationship, basically. Um Shaq goes to Miami the next year. Oh, they and, did, um, man. They, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what they get Rasheed Wallace in the middle of the year. Uh, Tayshawn Prince becomes like the most underrated player to ever win a championship because he's the fifth guy on that super team of Rip, Chauncey, Ben Wallace, and Rasheed Wallace. And um, they were they were so awesome. And you could just tell, like mm. game one, you in that series, you're like, oh, this isn't going to be much of a game. Though, game yeah. four, if you guys are ever bored, find game four on your NBA app and watch Shaquille O'Neal in that game. Because he almost brings the Lakers to a win to make it a series still. But Kobe decides to shoot like way too many times down the stretch of like terrible shots. Uh, yeah. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to. Well, that was the Kobe beginning fans. of the end, right? right? That's what we were. Yep. That's what we were just talking about. Like, like Shaq, if you go back and watch that, like Shaq was dominating in that game, that game four. And mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't remember it specifically but i do remember kobe taking like two or three really bad shots down the stretch and the pistons got scores on all three of those possessions will stretch that game out and, yeah and like you could just feel that like you could feel them fighting for the lead of that team even in that game you're like man like Shaq, if, if you just feed the ball to Shaq, like he was becoming like he was becoming unstop- unstoppable which he's already unstoppable as it was but like in that game, he started the role, and then Kobe at the like, I want to say like in like midway through the fourth or or somewhere in there, like he just took there were three or four bad possessions where Shaq yeah, didn't touch it. It's brutal. Uh, the Pistons were had just a great game plan. Larry Brown just coached the best series of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, they were they were the rightful winners of that series for sure. Yeah. And then Sean went with a really interesting one that I was kind of shocked. The 2009 Lakers, which was the Trevor Ariza team that won the year before Ron Artest mm-hmm. took Trevor Ariza's spot, they beat Orlando in five as well. Um, they came off the year before they lost to the big three in Boston. Um, I think that's that's what uh, you know. Phil uh, was basically kind of getting towards the end of his run, and mm-hmm. the Lakers were and Kobe was outstanding, but. Um, that's the, that's the finals that always irritates me. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. That was the finals where in those five games, Dwight Howard only got a total 36 field goal attempts. Yeah. And I will forever, we ever. We weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, we talked yeah, about Yeah, I'll that. forever be mad at Stan Van Gundy for that. Like, it's not that I had a horse in the race of either team. Um, it's not like I won the Magic to win or the Lakers to lose or anything like that. It's just like, Dwight was so damn good. And you guys mm-hmm. were like, don't give him the ball. Let's just have Jameer take us home every night. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's another guy. That's another guy that like, to me gets discredited. Yeah. Dwight Howard. Gosh, he gets, people don't realize. I, I think people think of like the Lakers, Dwight Howard, or like recent sign. Like people don't realize how good Dwight Howard was like from, from like. Oh, seven to like. 12 or 13 dude he was just incredible incredible yeah. i mean um you know you got defensive player of the year like was it three years in a row yeah um he the fact he's not on the top 75 is laughable we've talked about that a million times too yes we have but yeah man he's, he's so good and um there was no stopping him when he wanted to jump for a rebound he was just so athletic he was like a slim version of Shaq, mm-hmm. who Shaq wasn't Shaq's prime. Um, it's the best way to put it. But yes. yeah, they were. He was awesome, and I, I just kind of think like the game plan, whatever the game plan was, was terrible. Obviously, um, they but they might not have beat the Lakers in general. I don't think they necessarily matched up well with them. But they did not have their they did not give themselves their best chances either. So no, not at all. And and quick run through: uh, Dwight Howard, eight time All Star, two time Block champion. Eight-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defense, three-times Defensive Player of the Year, uh, All-Rookie 0405, 2020 Champion, and five-time Rebound Champion. Yet, not a top 75 player. Just just saying. We talked about Yao and Jay Will earlier. <laughs> Do you remember the Dwight or Omeka debate? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Man, that like absolutely. went like that was like up till draft up till like the pick was made. No one yeah. knew because it was before we had Twitter and stuff like that. Um, yep. But there was like a lot of like, I don't know what they're going to do. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, shout out to Mecca Okafor, one of the best college basketball players of all time. 
And oh yeah, NBA Rookie of the Year that year. You know, gotta mm-hmm. give him his flowers. But yeah. man, like, what a crazy thing to look back on and be like, remember we had that conversation? Well, that was our conversation, absolutely. Yeah, just just wild. <laughs> well, man, I think we hit on everything. Uh, this was a really good episode. I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, hopefully, oh, yeah. we got the crew back next week. I'm really excited for you tomorrow. I think you're going to have a great time. I think you're going to kill it. Plus, you get to work in your favorite team's arena. Like that's yeah, dude. I'm ex- I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. So, um, I hope you guys have a good time. Check us out at 48 Minutes Network on all the socials. N T W R K. Um, just to kind of so that way you can kind of see everything we have and see what Ben and the guys are posting throughout the day. Um, is it tomorrow or is it Thursday that the Pacers are playing the Pacers play that night at the field house or it's a doubleheader? Uh, I think it's Thursday, man. Maybe Josh will be able to stay and work both. Hey, I gotta say, he he could hit the jackpot there. And I, yeah, I think they, I think it's Thursday. Let me. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think, I think. Let me, because they're playing tonight. I don't think they play back to back. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's Thursday. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, he should. He should see if he could stay. <laughs> they like, hey, you know, if we just stick around and just. Cover <laughs> yeah, you know, if you uh, if you need any more, I got a weird, uh, I got a weird ask. <laughs> yeah. But thank you all uh, for tuning in. Uh, we should be have something for next week for the new year. Um, actually, no, we won't because it'll be January 2nd. It'll be next Monday. So happy new year, everyone. Please be sure to give us a shout out on your favorite podcast description of choice. If you are watching on YouTube, whether live or on the rerun. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, please take a second to subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. It does not take long at all. and helps us out against the man algae rhythm of Space Jam, a new generation. I mean, a new legacy. Absolutely. doesn't matter. That movie was <laughs> terrible. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'm surprised you quoted it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, and I saw a five star review goes a long way. And if you want to support the gear, 48 minutes, basketball network.merchmake.com. So on behalf of Ben, this is Tim Daniel. Happy new year, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week.